Welcome to the Music Ed Forward podcast, transforming students, teachers, and communities through music education. My name is Nissa Brown from Music Ed Forward, musicedforward.com. You can follow Music Ed Forward on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Welcome to episode four, the power of mindset in online learning. So I had other topics that built off of the curriculum sequence from the last three episodes planned for the podcast, but with the global spread of the coronavirus and schools closing so rapidly, uh, the next few episodes will uh, have support for music teachers who are moving to online or home instruction uh, instead of our regularly scheduled program. So Today, we're going to talk about the power of mindset in online learning or in home learning. And I'm just going to encourage us to start with the basics. It's possible that in this episode, you're not going to hear anything new. You're going to hear everything that you already know. But I'm watching online and noticing that folks are really struggling with this transition, which makes a lot of sense. And I think it's important for all of us to hear that this is a challenge for all of us. And it's it's not an easy thing. We were not trained for this. So as you listen to this, I hope that you're reminded of things that you already know. And perhaps you think about things a little bit differently. But we are going to start with the basics. And I think some of the basics include self-care, that whole idea of you have to put on your own mask first. Uh, so self-care and then care for our families, because really and truly, it's only when we are well and when our families are well, that we will have the energy, uh, the time and the attention to give to our students who also need our time and attention and care right now. But we do need to start uh, with ourselves and start with our families. It's so important to include movement in our lives. It's real easy to sit and uh stare at a screen all day. And we know that that's not good for us in many, many ways. But make sure that you're moving throughout the day. And moving could mean just making sure you get up every 30 minutes or so and move around. Uh, could be planning uh, some family exercise, maybe going out for a family walk if you're allowed to do that where you are. Um, or playing some, if you have to stay in the house, but you know, playing some games that are safe, but include some movement, um, perhaps some yoga or some ways to move uh, in a small space that's safe for both you and your family. Finding ways to be joyful. Do things that make you laugh. Play board games. Play charades. Do silly things so that we remember to laugh. We need to do that, especially when things feel pretty heavy, and they do right now. We need to find uh, some comfort in our routines. So it's those of us who are used to going to, ske- to, uh, to going to school on a schedule, the same schedule every single day, this whole, we find ourselves at home with the whole day in front of us, and we may or may not have scheduled time with our classes. Uh, if we're doing asynchronous learning, you may not. Uh, you may not have scheduled time with your classes, and you may or may not have office hours. So all of a sudden, the whole day is in front of us, and we don't have a schedule, which for teachers is very, very foreign. So putting in place, you know, some routines and things that work for us, it's really, really important to find some comfort and some rhythm when um, our day-to-day has been changed so drastically. Uh, remember to take breaks. Uh, remember to 
you know, to move and uh, to laugh and to connect with people throughout the day, either, you know, via audio or via video, take some breaks that feel good. Take some breaks that bring us joy. Remember to eat well. I know that it's, uh, it's real easy when we're just sitting around the house and perhaps perhaps bored or perhaps uh, anxious or frustrated uh, to grab for things that might not make us feel so good. But uh, eating well, of course, is going to be fueling our body and our minds to feel to feel good as well. When in this uncertain time, we would have a propensity to feel not so good, probably. So just a reminder to to eat well, to eat what works for your body. Um, and one piece of advice uh, that I received from uh, one of my colleagues who teaches, has been teaching online now for seven weeks, because um, she teaches at a, an international school in China, she said, you know, don't jump into a, a rigid schedule too fast. Pace yourself and your family. So I mentioned earlier finding a routine, but doing that in a way that feels comfortable uh, and not rigid, I think will be uh, helpful for for you and for your family and you'll know best what that pace is because you know yourself and you know your family I also think it's just really important to um, remind ourselves that we need to just let ourselves off the hook you know we take pride in being really really great teachers and we take pride in doing a great job with our kids and really connecting with our kids and being important in our school, um, important to the life and the heart uh, and the art of our school. And we find many of us, most of us find a lot of um, pride and satisfaction in that. And all of a sudden, we're thrust into something that most of us were not trained to do. And it's really, really easy to hold ourselves to that same standard of, you know, what we what we were likely trained for, whether it was in our college years, or in some kind of certificate certification program, we were trained to do that in person. And we really need to let ourselves off the hook that we are not going to do things uh, as well as fluently, we're not going to feel as good about what we're doing right now. And that's just a really, really normal thing. For better or worse, um, I'd like us to know that we're not going to do this perfectly. For a number of reasons. First of all, there's no such thing as doing it perfectly. Um, and we can't expect to do something uh, that's brand new really, really well. I think it's important to remember, we ask this of our students all the time. We put them in new learning situations. We ask them to take risks. We ask them to try new things, even though they don't know how to do it and they're going to make mistakes. Well, guess what, friends? It's our turn. It's our turn to model that for ourselves. It's our turn to offer ourselves the same grace and the same patience that we offer our students on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute-to-minute -minute basis. It's time to turn that grace and that patience towards ourselves and give ourselves that same space to do the best work that we can in the pace and the timeline that works for us. We need to make space for learning. We need to make space for learning that uh, we're uncomfortable with. And I think that it's really powerful when I say make space for learning I mean just to acknowledge to make the space that it's okay to be learning it's okay for us to not know what we're doing um, and it's powerful to say that you know to say that to your partner I don't this is new I'm not sure what I'm doing here this is a little bit scary to talk with our kids about that they really need to see us our own children our own families they need to see us modeling things that are challenging they need to see us not afraid or at least afraid and willing to still go forward to do new things. 
we need to share this uh, uncertainty with our students. Uncertainty with boundaries, of course. Uncertainty in the sense that, you know, we can say, hey, this is new for me too. I'm learning some things and hey, I'm not going to do it perfectly. Neither are you. But we're still going to show up for each other and we're going to make it work. Of course, sharing these things with our colleagues is really, really powerful as well. And I think the more honest we can be about that, the more we can just admit to the fact that this is hard and we don't always know what we're doing and we're figuring it out and that's uncomfortable. I think just vocalizing that and being honest about it can help us feel so much better about it. I think it's also really important from a mindset perspective to understand that things are going to be different than teaching in person. It can't be the same as an in-person classroom. Most of us are used to making music at the same time as a large group with children, whether we do that in an elementary school context, a more general music, or in an ensemble context. If our teaching and our way of teaching music has to do with making music with students, we can't do that in the same way online. It's just not going to work. So if we can't rehearse our ensembles or conduct our general music classes like normal, well, we're going to have to offer ourselves the opportunity to find some different ways to do things. It's not going to be the same. And so just acknowledging that and saying, hey, I'm going to let myself off the, hook, the, off the hook for the fact that I can't do it the same, and I'm going to have to figure that out. I think that's really powerful. There certainly are ways to rehearse and have everyone making music at the same time, but not in a way that we can all hear each other at the same time. Not yet. I keep hoping that's just going to pop up as a result of all of this, of the need. But we don't know how to do that yet. I think it's important to acknowledge that we don't know how long this is going to last. And I think for some of us, that's really anxiety producing. Um, for folks who have been doing this a while, our friends in... Um, in China and Hong Kong who have been out of school, have been doing home learning now for seven weeks. Um, as I'm talking with, with uh, my friends and colleagues who are there, um, there's there, there wasn't certainty for them either. They didn't know how long they were going to be out of school. And it can be disconcerting. And I think we just need to acknowledge that we don't know. And we're going to make the best of the time that we have. And we need to commit to going forward in this manner of we're going to figure it out along the way. Because we don't know how long this is going to last, we're not sure how long um, this form of self-care of uh, not being in schools um, and self-care and care for others, uh, we don't know how long that's going to last. I think it's important to understand that it's possible that some of our upcoming concert plans will change, and that has to be okay. Uh, I think some of us look at our identity and our role in our communities uh, about being the how good the the concert is that we put on, and you know the music that we bring to our communities is not to be underestimated. I am in no way, shape, or form saying um, it's not important, but I'm saying that in this moment in time, there are things that are bigger. There are things that are more important. And so as hard as it might be for us, because we love to make music, we love to make music with students, we love to share that music with the community, we have to make space for the fact that it's possible these spring concerts, um, if you're in the same hemisphere I am, might look different. They might not happen as we uh, expect them to. There's just too many unknowns. And I think it's also possible that there are things that kids can do uniquely because they are home that we would never have taken the time for them to do in class because we would have other priorities. 
Now, I'm not saying you should change your in-class priorities when we are fortunate enough to be back in the same room with our students, but I am saying that for now, having a strengths-based approach um, is an empowering way for students and families and for us to approach this situation. We can't change the situation, but we can change how we approach it. And that's really what this podcast is about. It's about the mindset of of online or home learning. How are we approaching this with our minds? How are we talking to ourselves about this? How are we talking to our colleagues about this? How are we talking to our students about this? We can't change the things we can't change. We can change how we think about them. So I would encourage us to have a strengths-based approach, to ask ourselves, what is possible? Are there things that are uniquely possible because students are in the situation that they are right now? Are there things that we want to embrace, emphasize, prioritize, given the situation? And that we might see our curriculum and the way that we approach teaching and learning with kids through that lens. I think it's also important to acknowledge that this experience will evolve and change. We don't know how long it's going to last. None of us do. The bonus is we're in it together. There's going to be an evolution to your perspective, to your skills, and to your effectiveness at this. Expect that. If that's your framework, if you know, hey, you know, I'm going into this, I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing, or I know a little bit, but you know what, by the end of this, I'm going to be so much better at this, because every single day I'm going to take that next step. That's powerful. That's growth. That's what we ask of our students. So acknowledge that your perspective and your skills and your effectiveness will evolve. It will, day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. At first, with kids, we'll do activities because we need to have something to do, right? We're just going to grasp at whatever we can um, because it's possible. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. We have to give ourselves permission to do what's possible in the moment. There may be later down the line, as, as our perspective and comfort evolves, that we're able to do some more content-based objective things, if that's right for our communities, if that's right for our students. Um, and that may come as well. If we're out for weeks or maybe months, then we need to look at some different ways to deliver instruction that perhaps is a bit, perhaps is a bit more cohesive. And that's a bridge that we can cross later. But I think, again, the mindset piece is to know it's okay to do what we need to do now. And it's okay for things to evolve. It's also important to acknowledge that our st- Schools may have set expectations. At first, they may be happy that we are just engaging students and connecting with them online. Um, Your admin doesn't really know what's possible and what's not possible in music education. I I think in terms of online learning, and I think most of us don't, to be honest. I think that's what we're figuring out together. Um, There are some folks in our field who are real experts at this, but the vast majority of us were not trained for this. So go with what your school expects. And as you can along the way, discover what else is possible and just allow your mindset to embrace that evolution. It's part of it. It's part of this experience. So what if we started this online learning experience by helping students and helping bring joy and comfort and beauty and community? What if we started there? I'm thinking about this experience and remembering the an analogy or a story 
of um, the reeds that grow in in water and how flexible these these reeds are. They're rooted, um, certainly, below the water in the earth, but when the wind blows really strongly, they just move with the wind. They're not uprooted. Yes, they get wet, and perhaps for moments they're underwater. We all may feel the same way sometimes too. But when we move with the wind, we are more flexible. We do the best that we can. And when you're done for the day, be done. It's okay to have done what you've done in a day and start the next day again. Be flexible like the reed and just be willing to let the day go when it's done. I think we need to keep the main thing the main thing. We need to put physical health, people, and overall well-being first. And it may be too soon to say this uh, because I think a lot of us are just at the very, very beginning stages of digesting this, but I think it's also important to remember that this experience is going to be an amazing teacher. We are going to come out on the other side of this with experience and appreciation for things that we have taken for granted for most of us probably our entire lives. We don't have to have that perspective now, but I think it's uh, important to be open to this immense learning that's happening for all of us, both personally and professionally, in this moment and in the future. My friends, we are all in this together. First and foremost, please take care of yourself, take care of your family, and when those things are taken care of, we can take excellent care of our students and our colleagues. Connect with other people. Connect via audio, connect via video. Allow yourself gratitude with whatever you can right now. It changes the mind, it changes the heart. Your heart and mind will thank you for all of these things. In the next episode, we'll focus a bit more on the instructional logistics um, of planning to start teaching music online. It'll be much more practical in nature. Um, And I really do believe that once our hearts and our minds are set, then we continue with the work of connecting with and teaching our students. So we have to get ourselves in the space that we are ready or as ready as we can um, to move forward in a way that uh, takes care of ourselves first and then everyone around us. If this podcast interests you, please head on over to musicedforward.com forward slash podcast, forward slash four, the number four, musicedforward.com forward slash podcast, forward slash four, to find a list of some of my favorite ways to take care of myself, including movement, breath, connection, and of course, food. If you haven't joined us yet, please head over to Facebook and join the e-learning in music education group for countless ideas, as well as ongoing support for this very challenging time period that we're in. If you want to make sure that you catch the next episode, please remember to subscribe to the Music Ed Forward podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Until then, let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for joining me for the Music Ed Forward podcast, transforming students, teachers, and communities through music education.